0: Okay, y'all, it's time for a story time. And every story that I tell you will be true. I want you to understand that each kid that moves into your home as a foster parent is going to be unique. He's going to be different than other kid. I don't care if on paper they seem to be just like two kids ago and you was like, oh, he's just like. Raymond or whatever, you know, he's not going to be like Raymond. Each kid is unique. This one particular kid, he lived with me when he was 10. I went down to social services um, to meet him and he was sitting there, cutest little 10 year old you would ever want to meet. I agreed to take him. And the same day I met him was the same day I brought him home. That kid lived with me for 10 days the first time. He would steal everything he could get his hands on. He went through every drawer in my kitchen, in the bathroom, in the guest bedroom. If there was a penny, dime, nickel somewhere stuck up under the bed he found it and they hadn't they didn't enroll him in school so the for him living with me for the, those ten days he wasn't in school so the days I had to go to work I had to find someone to keep him and I have an aunt that is uh, she's a therapeutic foster parent as well so I asked her if she could keep him and she agreed He went to her house and he was stealing everything at her house. He was uh, stealing. I have a a cousin that lives with my aunt. He was stealing all of his things. My aunt took him to church. He went through people's, um, some of the ladies that um, attend church with my aunt. He went through their purses, stealing um, wallets or whatever. My aunt called me over to the church. She was like, you're going to have to come and get him. He's stealing everything. He won't stop stealing. So I went over to the church, picked him up, brought him back home, <clears throat> and I received a phone call from his social worker on the eighth day, and she was like, you're going to have to get him ready because we're going to place him in a locked facility. I spoke with the judge today, and the judge did not want him in a foster home because of his issues. They wanted him in a locked facility. So I waited until the 10th day that morning to tell him that he was not going to stay with me. And that kid broke down. He was crying and crying. And I know you don't want me to live with you cause I'm so bad. And, and I told him that was not the case. You know, the judge is, you know, requesting that you be placed in a locked facility. And once again, he was 10. So fast forward four years when he's 14 I'm on vacation in Chicago and I receive a phone call from his social worker he still had the same social worker because she and I actually worked well together because she placed a lot of kids in my home because I mean she you know I'm not you know trying to toot my own horn but toot toot, that's just how good I am that you know she knows me she knows how I run my home I'm one of those parents that she could go a month and a half without talking to me because she know you know just how good I am so like I said I'm on vacation in Chicago and she calls me and she's like hey remember that kid that lived with you when he was dead and I was like yeah she was like is it any way possible you would you know agree to take him back?" So I was like, well, I don't know. She was like, okay, well, I explained to her that I'm I'm in Chicago. I'm on vacation. And I think it was like a Monday. And I wasn't returning back to Virginia until Wednesday. As soon as I stepped off the plane at 12 noon on Wednesday, I got in my car and I drove down to social services. And they were having a meeting down there at 1 o'clock. His mother was there and I agreed that, you know, I would take him again. And, um, you know, everybody at Richmond, you know, social services, they know me. They're like, hey, that's, you know, it's a good thing, you know, that um, he's going to be going with you. We understand that, you know, he has some challenges and you're a therapeutic foster parent. And, you know, you stay, you know, you are an understanding foster parent and you run your home a certain way. And we're happy to know that he's going home with you. Well, this particular kid, he, he like I said, you know, he came home with me, um, of course he remembered me and I remembered him, and um, everything was going pretty good, you know, it was going well, it was going well, you know, he had some challenges, um, he would fight everywhere he went, he would, at the after school program, he was getting into fights at school he was getting into fights when he would go to his mother's house they would get into fights and sometimes i would have to you know the agreement was he would spend the weekend there but sometimes you know if they got into a fight i would go over and pick him up and bring him back home and then the following friday he would go back to his mother's house and normally we would work on friday before he would go to his mother's house because he um, court had made the decision that he would spend every weekend at his mother's house. So he wouldn't even come home from school on Friday. The van would just take him to his mother's house and I would pick him up on Sunday evenings. So this one particular Friday, I take that back. It was a Thursday. Normally the way it worked, he would clean his room and do everything on Thursday. And I would give him his allowance on, um, friday morning before he would leave to go to school because like i said he wasn't coming back home to my home because he was spending the weekend in his mother's so this one particular thursday he you know he cleaned his room he you know let me know hey my room is clean normally i would just go to the door and like kind of like peek in the room and just you know looked around or whatever and just made sure the room was clean but this one particular thursday I decided to go into the room. And I went into the room. And I'm looking around the at the walls. I'm looking around at the walls. And I'm like, you know what? What is all of this stuff on the walls? And I'm like, you know, so I asked him. I was like, dude, you know, what is all of this stuff on the walls? He was like, oh, that was like that when I moved in. I said, it wasn't like that when you moved in. Because I painted this room before you moved in. So I know it wasn't like that. So I'm looking around, I'm looking at the walls, and I I still can't figure out what this is on the wall. So I was like, okay, whatever. But I gave him his his allowance and I went into my room. This was around maybe 9 o'clock at night. So he went to bed and shortly after that, I went to bed. And that morning he got up, he got on the bus, he went to school and I started thinking about what is it and what was that on the wall in his room so I got up and by this time you know the, the previous night it was you know kind of like night the room was like kind of dim so I really couldn't see but it's during the day it's you know it's around you know eight o'clock in the morning the sun is shining I can clearly see into the room I go into the room and I realize that this young man has been taking his penis out and busting nuts all on the walls in the bedroom just all behind the door all on the walls and I'm like I just couldn't believe it cuz I mean I'm you know I'm a man I know what it is and I'm like this kid is you know been you know jacking off on the walls in his room so The first thing I did was I called his social worker. And I said, hey, you know, I don't know how to tell you this, but you know, let me tell you what this kid has been doing in his bedroom. And this is, you know, something for you new foster parents to understand how this is going to go down. She said to me when I told her what he was doing, you know, you would have thought her reaction would have been oh my god what is he doing i can't believe it she was like oh really i was like yeah yeah really really that's what he did she was like oh my y'all i'm here to tell you his social worker she knew that this was something that he would do because a lot of times they will let kids move into your home and they will not tell you all of the issues they will hope some of them never surface, but this particular issue surfaced. So that Sunday when I picked him up, he came outside, he got into the car and I told him, I know exactly what's on the wall. And I was like, I can't believe you moved into my home and you would do something like that. He apologized and told me he was sorry. And I said, okay, when we get home, you're going to have to wash those walls. But people, it's a bodily fluid. It wouldn't come off. I literally had to paint the room, the entire room, all over again. I said to him, as clear as day, dude, if you ever do this again, you cannot live in my home. He was able to, you know, I guess, you know, he just got to a point where he, you know, for three weeks, he didn't do it because I, I was constantly checking the room. But during that, that third week I went in there, it was all behind the door and he was at school. This was the very first time that I had to make up a lie to get a kid out of my house because I wanted him out of my house right then and there. And it was like on a Wednesday. I called the agency I work for and I told them that my job was sending me out of town on Friday. I told them that someone else was supposed to go and that person can't go now and I have to take their place and I'm leaving on Friday. So he has to be removed right away. Um, His social worker called me and she was like, oh, wow, he's going to be broken hearted because he, you know, he loves living there. And I totally understand it because at this time he had lived in my home for about a good two months, maybe three months. And um, she asked me, you know, what could I just send him to respite? And then when, you know, you return, he can he come back to your house? I said, no, because I'm going to be gone for three weeks. Just let him live wherever you're going to place him. And, you know, what I'm saying we'll talk about, you know, me. Um, You placing another kid in my home when I return. I'm telling you this because I want some of you new foster parents to understand. They are not going to tell you 100% what all of the issues are. They may tell you maybe you might get 70%, but you will never get 100% of what all the issues are that, you know, the kids are going to bring into your home. Um, but you know, like I said, that kid was removed from my home. I never saw him again until I went to the court website and you know, he has a few charges and I'm not surprised. But um, you know, I'm the urban foster dad and I just thought, you know, I would give you guys a story about some of the kids that have lived in my home. And trust me, I have tons and tons and tons of stories but i am the urban foster dad and remember to always turn from a place of love kindness and understanding you are listening to the urban foster dad podcast all of our content will be true raw and uncut please ask questions leave a comment and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.